big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today, as you can see from the title, we are talking about healing from big events because there's no shortage of those in the world right now. That is exactly it. And I love that both Marion, you and I contacted each other uh, just at different times but said we need to talk about these big events and what's going on in the world because there's a lot because, Marion, you have just lived through a big event where your town and community has been severely flooded and there's been a lot of loss and there's there's been a lot going on so we were like okay this is here let's talk a little bit more around how we how we heal how we can support ourselves how we can navigate the feelings and the loss that come from situations like this and how we can support our children too when big events happen how we can hold them and help them so that we don't have to so it doesn't turn into you know deeper trauma or anything like that so shall we start Marion do you want to do you want to tell about what your experience has been over these last two weeks yes and actually even when you ask the question I I think this is one of the most important things that we need to talk about what's happened we need to tell stories so as soon as you as soon as you said that I I thought yes I want to tell the whole story in much detail which I won't do on the podcast but um we we've had really really heavy rain uh in where I am in the northern rivers in northern New South Wales it's it's also been from further north and and now it's going quite far south so for several weeks um see I really want to tell the whole story anyway how do I tell it but basically the neighbor knocked on the door at 5 30 in the morning and said quick it's flooded really high so I rushed out the back and saw that my mum's house she had the granny flat in my back garden was mm, three foot underwater the bunny cages we have well the big enclosures that were just about to get drowned so I shouted to my son, Sonny, I quickly grabbed some big bins to put the bunnies in. We went and rescued the bunnies wading through this rainy water um, and then when got my mum. She said she put her feet out of bed and was surprised to find she was in water, you know, trying to just get photos and um, oh, seeing as I tell the story, I... I you know, there's these times where I minimize it and go, you know, we're fine. And because there's so many people and there's a town near us where thousands of houses literally went completely under. So where people have lost everything. Um, but, it, you know, it was it's been big for us, even though it wasn't that big. It's still been really big. So we've got stuff out and then it's just been a massive journey once the rain went down of clearing out all this mud and then discovering that the mud's really toxic after I've been you know walking around in it for four days and clearing and cleaning and you know 10 wash loads a day and cleaning up mold and discovering and every day discovering more and more and at the same time we also had a few other extra things which was then there was no internet or phone service in the whole area um, they shut the well, the water ran out, clean drinking water ran out. So we were just had a few, you know, buckets, 
all the internet was down so there was no cash uh, sorry there was no you know you couldn't buy stuff in shops on cars it was only cash the ATMs would run out of cash I mean it was just one thing after another and just the extra things in our house of um uh this is my the, the podcast has become my therapy session this is very nice thanks <laughs> I'm here and I'm listening <laughs> um just all the little things like there's certain circuits that are just gone so just the the everydayness there was all this stress already but just to actually you know if I wanted to boil a kettle or make something I need to get an extension lead every time and move the kettle over here and you know, couldn't start the, the gas to heat the thing just like everything became really difficult <laughs> And my mum and I were quite often, you know, responding quite um, reactively to each other, but with such love and compassion in that. But, you know, just, no, yeah, just what? what? You know, just all of this. So, you know, it's been massive, massive few, uh, 10 days, really. The internet came back a couple of days ago. And, and then as the internet came back, just discovering more and more about how severe it's been in this community, people up in the hills still stranded, roads washed away landslides houses you know down slopes so just so much going on so big and um I'm so grateful to aware parenting I'm so grateful that I understand the power of crying because and the balance of attention so that is so pivotal to understand because what I found is it's it's often been where help has arrived or gifts or offers or that, that that's when I burst into tears so I'd been doing it pretty much all on my own with a bit of help for about four days and a dear friend went and um, put my name on the list so our local civic center there all the communities basically it's been community people just traveling for hours to come and help to come and clear up places for people so one day I had eight people just show up and I just literally looked at them and just burst into tears so it was that combination of the actual support and the love and that and I'm not doing it on my own that supported the feelings to to come out and be expressed so that's happened several times and every time that you know someone else offers something and just, ah! which is really helpful to remember you know just in any context in terms of aware parenting if our children have got lots of upset feelings about anything often what is really required is that loving connection it's that offering of support that supports that balance of attention for the feelings to come out it's it's not just about the feelings it's the necessity of having love support offerings of help that actually helps the healing to happen and what i've noticed each day then i've become less and less reactive although yesterday i was trying to do some techie thing i'm catching up on you know 10 days of work and the the computer thing wouldn't work and I was just swearing <laughs> and I was like oh I clearly still got a few more feelings left here to express so um yeah that's that's kind of the story so far thank you for listening Lael mm, <laughs> and listeners thank that. you for my therapy session mm -hmm. I think what you said right at the top is really important we actually need to have our stories heard and heard lovingly and without any offerings of justification or it'll be all right or at least it's not that bad or we need to be heard in all the parts that feel messy and we need to be able to get angry about stuff that didn't work and we need to feel really sad and and I think that's it's so important isn't it to really really be heard you know I found especially when I worked in birth and I did a lot of birth debriefing 
is when women would tell their birth stories and they felt it was safe to tell it and they would really tell it, they would often say that's the first time I've actually been able to tell it and not have to justify anything or not have to brush over bits but really tell the story and there was something profoundly healing in that to be seen, witnessed and be heard within it. It's it's really big. It's really big. And, and you know, I often think sometimes too with children, that's why they might tell the same story over and over and over again because perhaps they're not really feeling heard in some of those places because sometimes unknowingly because we love our children so much and we want them to feel okay, we jump in with, oh, but, sweetie, you know, it's okay because of this or, but, you know, it wasn't that bad or we jump in often to fix or because we love them, you know, that that sometimes they don't really get to be heard and sometimes they need to process and talk about it, you know, which is, again, a beautiful healing mechanism for kids and we often see that in play as well, which we talk about, that they will play the same games, they need to work through stuff as they're processing what's going on. So it's really big. It's it's that part of telling the story and being heard is so vital and so important. And everybody, particularly, you know, where you live, Marion, and what's going on is going to have a different story to tell, aren't they? And it's, you know, it's interesting. Like I was aware of what was going on. I have quite a few friends who live up near you. And so I was checking in with everyone. And it's interesting when you're not in the story, but you're like, I feel so helpless. Like, what can I do? Like, on one day I just threw money to as many places as I could because I was like, I don't feel like I can do anything else. And yet I also could see, you know, I, I wasn't able to get in a car and drive up and help. I just couldn't do that at this point. But seeing that people were doing that, seeing that people were organising that help, like I, I'm really hearing and what I'm witnessing is the community support that has come together from this is unlike anything ever before. Like, it's extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, and I feel tearful as I hear you say that. And to me, that was something so incredible. I've never witnessed it to this extent before. Just you know, people literally driving for hours and hours and spending hours and hours and hours and going from one house to the next house. And these are really horrible jobs. Like I was asking people to do, you know, it's like clearing up mud that has got every kind of horribleness that you can think of. Like these are not like little things. It's carrying whole houses of furniture, you know, all the furniture at my mum's place needed to be, carried up a hill you know things like that these are massive things but there are so many people who just descended on the area wanting to help it's phenomenal you know the the, the human spirit and the desire to contribute is just i feel so touched really and there's something in that isn't there of that blows our hearts open when we witness that like i watched something actually oh, i feel really teary um there was some islanders who were helping in one of the communities and they were standing around and they were singing together. And I saw that video and I just burst into tears because I was like, they know that that helps the singing and the coming together as community to help people know that there's hope and we're here and we're holding you and listening to them sing, you know, they were so connected to their roots. And I was just like, this is where we see so much beauty, don't we? And that we, as much as we may have lived through something really challenging or horrific or tragic, all those kind of things, often the beauty of humans come forward, which, which bursts our hearts open, which adds to the healing. So beautiful. I heard some stories of that as well. And I also think there's something about um, cultures that are still more intact in terms of community that, that already know they still know they still remember mm. think we sing we sing when we are clearing up when we're helping yeah. people whereas I think 
with so many of us in this culture, there's these are things we're not really used to. We're not used to gathering together necessarily and and doing things to help each other. So I think it's you know perhaps it's a longer longer time ago that we know singing really helps. You know there are ways that that make this even more um, healing. Yeah, and of course you know what we're talking about is this this thing that has happened you know in the last two weeks here in Australia. But there's things happening all the time, all around the world. There are fires and there are deaths and there is even what we've lived through with COVID. There's been a lot of trauma and pain around that in the last two years. And, you know, that's been, I really feel, a, a, particularly what the world's gone through in the last two years with so much unknown, with so much fear that's been present, that is sitting in everybody's systems, whether we know it or not. I'm seeing it a lot at um, my school that I've got with the children, with the, the our teachers are observing that too, of just the different elements that are starting to come out now as we seem to be going back to some form of normal, whatever normal is, and the residue of what that looks like, particularly living through stuff where there is so much unknown, there's pain, there's there's um, grief, there's loss, there's all those kind of things and how we navigate it. So I wonder if if we want to lean into Marion talking about as as adults, what can we do to help ourselves heal and navigate big situations like this? Yeah, well, I think the first one, things that we've already talked about is is talking, crying, laughing. I mean, I think, again, we've done so many podcasts about the power of laughter, but to understand that we might be in some really scary situation and we we suddenly just laugh and it seems like, why are we laughing? Because this just doesn't seem to fit, but laughter being such a release um, and really understanding it's interesting what just happened. I just heard a kind of really loud noise in my house and I suddenly felt this spike of adrenaline and fear I was like oh what's happened and I just now can hear it's actually feather the Frenchie the dogs is is kind of going so you know it's it's fine but to really notice that if we are having responses like that that tells us that there are feelings sitting there that really need to be expressed or you know the other day it started raining again and I could feel this big fear so if we if we're scared of something happening again, or we're scared, we, you know, we're feeling that, that fear response much more. It really tells us we need to be talking, crying, raging, laughing, hugging, you know, having um, close physical contact. You know, all of these things are so necessary as part of the healing process, both for adults and children. It's the wondrousness mm. that we we're very similar in that respect. Mm. And it makes me think about in the context of children and adults as well is sometimes, as you mentioned before, that beautiful balance of attention, which was someone offering you something or someone gifting you something or someone coming to help you that allowed the feelings to come up. So for a lot of people, when there is a crisis or a tragedy, or we, we just get on with it because that's what we need to do for survival. So we kind of, we put it on hold and we just keep going. And it's interesting, isn't it, that our culture has said, oh, my God, that, that we've labelled that as resilience, right? We're so resilient. Look at them. They're just getting on with it. And actually I go, no, we just can't afford to feel it yet, right? Resilience is not the the grit and the suck it up and I'll just get on with it. Resilience is the ability to feel the hard parts of it and to reach out for support and to be held in it and to move your way through it and continue forward. And it's a really good thing to know about us as humans is that we need often the right timing in order to allow those feelings to come. Mm 
when it's right. And and I think that's a really beautiful thing to remember with children. When there's been death, when there's been, you know, a scary event, when something's going on, sometimes what happens is their little bodies or their nervous systems go, I can't go there yet, so I'm just going to wait. And our job as a parent is to not force that, not push it. So sometimes we'll see that when we, when something big happens, we might say to children, well, how are you feeling and what's going on? And we push and proke and pod, uh, prod trying to get them to talk about what it is, but they're not ready yet. We'd be much better off keeping on creating more safety more connection, more play, more touch, all those beautiful things that bring that safety to the child. So then they go, okay, now I can actually feel what I need to. Or it may be you set a limit over something random, like we're not going to have more ice cream. And then they have this enormous reaction and and we often can get a sense, ah, this is, this is, here it is. Here's the story coming out. And and I think it's a really important thing to remember as parents to be patient, to trust our kids' timing when it comes to healing and that sometimes our, the only thing we can do is just keep on focusing on connection and safety and that beautiful holding to and, and letting them know I'm here when you're ready. I'm here when you're ready. And that can be really hard, really hard to do. I love what you're talking about. To me, it's really about really trusting uh, amazing systems. I know you talk about being in balance, but we we talk about, you know, in the immediate aftermath of something happening like this, often we need to either move into adrenaline because we need to, so we, you know, we need to get stuff done. We need to, you know, we need to be doing things to get out of the situation or to actually deal with it, or we will dissociate. And again, this is whether we're an adult or a child. So we'll be very quiet. You know, there might be, might see, children being taken out of these situations that are going on in the world and perhaps being surprised at what they look quite calm you know what's going on they seem fine but to understand that that is part of our body's amazing systems to actually survive and get through that situation and exactly as you said there will come a time then where the next part shows up which is actually the release of all those stress hormones of all that fight or flight response all that that the body's been holding onto the tension and that that needs to come out through the crying, through the raging. And that these are all things that we can really trust that our bodies know how to do all of this stuff, just as they know how to mobilize to, to get out of a, a rainy building or to just be really quiet because you know some someone might hear or whatever it is. We also know exactly how to, to heal from those experiences and situations, given the the right support or given the you know the matching support and love which is what our job is as parents the tricky thing of course is if we've all been through the same thing is you know it's back to that really big cliche isn't it about the the oxygen mask in a plane like as adults we really need to uh, have received our own listening done our own crying told our own stories enough to be really available and children will wait for that time they will wait till we have actually enough capacity or spaciousness in ourselves to be able to listen to them having a big cry or a big rage over something apparently small. Mm. So it's so essential that we we attend to that for ourselves, isn't it? Mm. And I think, you know, how we talk about play so often as well, the beautiful magic of playing coming back to what we talk about all the time is children know what they need to do to heal. They do. 
And when we give them the right space to do it, they will often orchestrate that. And so play, because of course that is just one of their most magnificent languages, is one of the best ways for them to move through big traumas. And so, you know, I'm sure in your community there's plenty of kids playing floods and rains at the moment. There was a lot of kids playing COVID for a long time. There is a lot of kids playing fires. You know, I had horrific bushfires here in Australia a few years ago. There was a lot of kids playing fires and rescues and all those kind of things. And they are a wonderful way for children to make sense and process what is happening at this time is through the play. And, uh, you know, as we both always talk about, if you want to know what's going on with a child, just sit and watch them play and observe and see part of what they're processing, what they're working through. And they may need to play this game again and again and again as they are making sense of it, as they are integrating what has happened. And this can also apply to playing hospitals. If your child has had to go to hospital for something, it, it, it can be playing dead you know we've done a podcast on death and you know I've shared stories about watching my children play games around death um, when they were with a close friend who died and you know it is it is really on some level getting out of the way to allow them to process in the way that they know best I mean we have to create the safety and obviously you know we often sometimes need to be really, really close by but can we move into really trusting that their bodies and their systems know what to do in the right circumstances to help them process. Mm. It really comes back, doesn't it, again, to trust, to, to be in the space ourselves and also to know when we do, you know, how much we need to come in and, and support because sometimes play can be repetitive, but it has more of a stuck flavour and the healing isn't happening. So sometimes we may need to move in and actually come in and um, do some paraversal games where they are... Um, you know, they are the doctor and, you know, they're doing funny things to us and we're making funny noises or, you know, so sometimes there's, it's also really listening to ourselves and trusting ourselves. When do we actually need to step in more? What mm. What is required here to provide this environment so that they can do what their systems know exactly how to do? So it's, it's our job, isn't it, to be attending to that? Is there, you know, is there more I need to be doing here? Do I need to attend to things in myself? What mm. is required to provide this beautiful environment for them. Mm. Yes, I love that. I love that. And and I think this is also a beautiful, gentle reminder to us as parents when we have navigated something really big and, of course, our thoughts will often go to, my goodness, the kids, like how do we support them? It can be very easy to forget what we need in those moments as well and that, as you said before, we have to put that oxygen mask on ourselves so what do we need to be heard? How do we feel our feelings? What support do we need so that we can be that for our children if they need as well? And I think, you know, as parents, we so often put our needs to the side to hold our children. But when we're moving through something like this, a tragedy or something on those on that level, you know, it's really we have to support ourselves massively so we can be there to hold the kids it's vital we're just not able to do it. and that also counts for everyone to help other people you know I know mm-hmm. for me now I want to be going off and helping people who've had you know much worse experiences than I have and I just know it's not the time yet I will be and I want to but I actually need to be doing more of my own healing and processing before I actually go and um, expose myself to more of what's happened so again it's really that that nuance listening into ourselves like where where am I in this what do I need um how how much am I really 
do I have a really big full yes to go or am I coercing myself or shooting myself it's so important to listen to our beautiful bodies and they, mm. we really do know don't we really know mm. yes I think that's a really beautiful part is particularly when something big happens and we go well I could go and do this but but is that going to serve us in those moments and do we need to pause a little bit I think that's such beautiful wisdom in that Mm, yeah oh it's been a big time hasn't it (laughs) yeah really big yeah is there anything else you want to offer Marion around you know your experience or what you want to share with others I think there's something about um you know without bypassing or stepping over and you know in the way you were talking at right the beginning this isn't about just you know it's fine or have you thought about this but also seeing if we can hold in amongst the the grief and the overwhelm and that rage and the frustration the places where there might be we might feel more loving or we might feel more powerful or we might feel more hope or we might feel the possibility for change so you know what I'm passionate about is that including all feelings and welcoming all feelings which may mean as well this isn't just about welcoming all the the grief and overwhelm the sadness and the loss but actually also opening spaces up for those moments where we're just you know grateful to be alive or just happy to be cuddled up or you know to have I know for me for days I was like oh my gosh I'm so grateful that we are actually in our house still and so many people aren't or that we have electricity or some electricity when so many don't so it's like not also not bypassing those moments of gratitude or joy or just like you know the, the it's often those um you know these almost these liminal times aren't they that they also have such possibility for for joy and for love and for you know when we kind of get broken wide open that there's 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 wonder and magic in that as well so i i really so i want to invite the the openness to that as well if if that's the openness is there for that i'm not expressing it as clearly no i i get it i i really love that because there's real truth in that in amongst the pain and the hurt sometimes there is just the most beautiful gifts and sometimes we can't see them yet and sometimes it's only after and but I think it exists in polarities, doesn't it? That it's that it's there. I think that's a really beautiful reminder to feeling that. And there's those other elements too. Of we talked about this before we started. Of other people have it way worse off than what we've got it, and we can really minimise. Oh, it's not that bad. But actually, your feelings are still very real and valid, and they should be heard and listened to. And that it is still a loss, or there still is grief, or there still is pain. That it still exists. So it's important not to bypass it no matter what. Yeah, Probably in any situation that we're experiencing, there's probably always someone else who's who's suffering more, probably always, even if it's horrific. So, you know, yeah, we really need to welcome Mm. experiences. I think Mm. I also want to add something else to that as well, which is, you know, in the everydayness of life, we can be so busy and we talk a lot about control patterns here. You know, we suppress feelings or we, we, we maybe disconnect from ourselves or our families or our bodies or the, the land that we live in. And there is also something about these times. And I think particularly in the, the globally, the times we're going through that also do invite us to actually connect with 
you know, what's really important to me here and so many of the things that we perhaps think are important I know for me that the, the last week it's been like you know couldn't care less about so many of those things what I care about you know are we safe <laughs> do we have shelter do we have water do we have food you know to actually come back to what's really important the closeness the love the community family and actually I think again there's gifts there without bypassing all the other stuff but yeah there's 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 wonder in that too mm. That is such beautiful reminders. Yes, what is important? Yes, it's really beautiful. Mm. Well, all right. Is there anything else you want to offer, Marion? Mm. Well, I suppose that would to go on from there as we as we move towards completion is if you've seen things going on and that you know there are so many things that you could be watching right now and seeing going on in the world and you've imagined well, what if it what if you were there? What if you were experiencing that? What would be most important to you? Would it be um, you know, holding the hand of your child or just giving your child a hug or carrying them or whatever it is? Would that be the most important thing? And can you, can you um, gather the beauty of those moments without needing to go through horrific stress or trauma or you know, whatever it is? Can you, can you remember those um, beautiful things even in the midst of kind of the everydayness of life. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, I I know we have a lot of amazing people who listen to our podcast. And so on behalf of them and me, I'm sending you a lot of love, Marion, for the journey <laughs> that you guys have been on and for all those who are going through some really big stuff right now, that there is a lot of love and compassion and holding out there, even energetically. And thank you for sharing your story with us and how that is for you. You know, I know you're still coming out the other side of this and there may be other layers that will come and all those kind of things. So um, thank you for, for, yeah, just sharing where that is in this beautiful raw moment. Mm, thank you for listening, lovely Lael. Thank mm. you. Thank you, lovely listeners, for listening too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. I hope that this has brought some insight or comfort, no matter where you are in the world at the moment, this may be one that you may listen to at another time if other things are going on because it all feels pretty pretty big right now in the world. So, um, you know, I, I guess my last little message is this, is just don't forget how powerful we are and how we are designed to heal and how we are designed to be together and in community and supporting and loving each other and it's pretty extraordinary what we can achieve when we when we do that yeah i want to add one more thing which is actually when we trust these systems that we are inbuilt with and we do the crying and the raging whether we're an adult or a child we actually become more resilient that is actually it's through the adversity and not the not just you know you'll she'll be fine mate but through the crying and the raging and the hardness we come out the other side and we are more resilient. We are, exactly as you said, more powerful. So, yeah. Thanks for being here, everybody. We hope you are all safe and well and being gentle and kind and compassionate with yourselves. Mm, so much love to all of you. Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. 
We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.